Hello, welcome to Tay to Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about Speak Now from Speak Now, Taylor's version. Oh, God, just like such a great time. And today we are discussing the song Castles Crumbling featuring Haley Williams. From the vault, from Speak Now, Taylor's version, and like we've done with the previous Fearless, Taylor's version, and Red, Taylor's version, we are peppering in the vault tracks in between our regular alphabet. Yes, and it's the vault tracks that we have already passed in the alphabet. In the alphabet. Mm -hmm. In alphabetical order. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Castle's Crumbling is the 20th track on Speak Now, Taylor's version. Speak Now was originally released on October 25th, 2010, and Taylor's version was released on July 7th, 2023. This song was solely written by Taylor, like the rest of the album. Absolutely. And Jack Antonoff is the producer on this song. Our guy. Yeah, he had three of the vault tracks, and Aaron Dessner got three of the vault tracks. Oh, I love it. That's cool. This song has only been played live once, and thank goodness we postponed a week to put this episode out because she just played it in Santa Clara on the Eras tour. So good, and such a fun time for her to do that for the release of this episode. Yeah, like, perfect timing. Thank you, Taylor. Yeah, thank you, Taylor. (laughs) I know you're listening to this podcast, and for anybody who saw it, we'd love to hear how it was live, for sure. So, Devin, what do you think about Castles Crumbling? Okay, so I will start off by saying that I think that this song ties with one other for my least favorite vault track (laughs) on this. So what a way to start. (laughs) But that does not mean that it is a bad song and that I don't like it I get you, I get you. Because all of these vault tracks are killer. Mm -hmm. Like, every single one smacks hard Mm. and each one is so different and they all vary and it's just really cool they are really different it's it's really cool oh i i'm i love every single one and how like the rest of the album every song is different Mm because she was figuring out what her voice was what she wanted to write the different styles that she could write in on speak now and this Mm -hmm. just like totally fits right in with each of these different six songs being great yeah that's true so good and each one of them i think could have been on the original album i think so I feel like this one does feel less Speak Now-ish to me, but I'll mm. get to that in my part. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, it definitely feels way more mature for Taylor, especially because, like, themes that she's explored a lot in her, you know, adult and later mm-hmm. life. And so yeah, this is, like, Reputation era, and, like, it feels like 1989, Reputation, all of that time of, like, you know, the Taylor Swift is over party and everything, so. I feel like it feels like it's of the Reputation era to me, even though I know that the themes are similar to things that happened in her past, which I'll talk about Gossip Gab. But it does, yeah, it feels like it would fit best in reputation. I think what I'm trying to say is that I feel like it was before its time. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. fair. That makes sense to me. That being said, it is quite the song Mm. full of really dark lyrics, sadness, anger. Uh, I am really looking forward to the Gossip Gab on Mm. this episode because I really want to know a couple of things that you think. Mm. The intro is so great and moody i love this like just basic drum kit and the piano that piano is hitting that one note the bing 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 while the chords are changing underneath and i think i've talked about that before where i love when a note is played constantly Mm, and and then the chord progression changes and it just gives it this like really cool like ah yeah feel like you just feel it oh it's so good (laughs) 
shout out to Sean Hutchinson on the drums for this track, the drummer of Bleachers. Mm. Shout out, because Jack is the producer on this. Uh, Sean has actually played drums on a lot of the more recent Taylor stuff. He's on the All Too Well 10 Minute version. Oh, that's um, awesome. He's, he's been a, a cat in the studio for them for, for a while. Because, like... A cat. Yeah, you know? <laughs> You're from the a 1920s. Because cool, cool yeah. Jack is able to play. He's credited with, like, the bass, the mm-hmm. guitar, the keys. Like, he can do everything, but I don't know if he can play the drums. Or I think he, he probably doesn't can. doesn't as much. I'm sure he can. Yeah, but yeah. not in this way. And the drum kit on this whole track is so good. And I'm going to keep shouting out the drums and the way that they change. The bass line also here in this intro is, is so smooth. It's so good. You can hear... In the back of the production of this first part, this intro, you can hear this version of Once I Had an Empire. Really? It's like very, very, very low and and, and in the back of it. I only heard it when I put on my headphones. Wow. I couldn't, I couldn't hear it on the phone yeah, or I didn't like hear on the computer. On my phone, yeah. So it, it's really interesting that it starts off with you had the like, I once had an empire. Like, yeah. so good. Because then her first lyric that she says is, once I had an empire. Yeah, yeah. And so you, you hear this this like ghostly version of it and then you get her that's really cool and like her vocals on this track are just so good and it is such a fantastic range for her Mm -hmm. especially the lower parts i love 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 it i think that the melodic phrasing of the verse is really appealing to the ear the it's just really really nice and then you get this chorus which is giving us all of that castle bridge fantasy metaphor that Mm -hmm. we know she loves those tropes that she loves to write about and the melody here is really interesting because it it's descending just like the castle crumbling oh that's It, it, it keeps falling down. Like it kind of like cool. builds up and then keeps falling down. She ends the chorus though with the line, I will just let you down. You don't want to know me now, mm-hmm. which is just so heartbreaking. Love all of the musical production on this song between the verses and the chorus. Like all, it's all of this just again, like kind of ghostly, ethereal, like, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, and then like, great synths just like so interesting and epic and sweeping and then you get Haley williams on the second verse and it was just amazing and her voice and taylor's voice they just mesh so freaking well on the second verse and then i love the amazing vocals when she goes power went to my yeah. head and i couldn't stop like so 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 good yeah again you have like those great vocals between the second chorus and the bridge Mm -hmm. just again like really really interesting and then this bridge is really amazing and the the line the smoke billows from the ships in the harbor people look at me like i'm a monster is Mm. so good so good and the drums get like really really bassy here Mm. kind of just like (laughs) like so epic and then when she sings the never wanted you to hate <laughs> and you can like barely hear the me, it's just wild. I think the only irking thing of this whole song for me is that in the chorus, she takes a breath between no and me and you don't know 
me now. Like, oh, interesting. I, I understand she's like trying to keep with like the rhythm of that melody, that descending rhythm that I was talking about earlier, but she could easily sing through that without a breath between no and me. I, I don't know. It just it just irks me like a little bit. The production is, I think, for me, what really makes this song. Mm. Jack Antonoff just like crushes it again. He did so much awesome stuff with this song. It's it's so cool. I love it. All the vocals on the outro are just amazing. And then you get that quiet piano again at the end. And once again, you have the once I had an empire. Oh my God, I need to listen on your headphones. Like, like, again, this ghostly thing, like this thought that's ever present Mm. for her as she's just looking back on all of this and wondering like what happened. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's so good. And again, like I said at the beginning, like this song is the one I've listened to the least Mm -hmm. and I'm obsessed with it. So (laughs) what a journey of a song, both lyrically and sonically, fantastic addition to the album. I think it's, it's great. And again, Haley Williams just adds so much to it. Gab, what do you think of Castle's Crumbling? I really like the dark, moody feel to the song, and especially with how it starts. As I said earlier, it does feel pretty different than most of Speak Now to me. Like, the subject matter, I get. Like, I think that fits into Speak Now, especially with, like, Castle's. But... The production feels more reputation to me. Mm-hmm, for sure. And also because of the Haley Williams feature, I originally was hoping that the song was going to be like a pop punk song, more oh, in line with yeah. the Paramore sound. Yeah. But though it wasn't what I expected, I think Haley is utilized really, really well here. I think she sounds fantastic on her verse. Mm. I really like her verse. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, and like the backing vocals are good. The way they like harmonize and sound together I think is really strong. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just kind of works seamlessly in the song. Um, I think like you can really feel like the anguish and the emotion throughout the song. Oh, anguish is such a good word for this song. It is. Yeah. yeah. There's like a lot of devastating lyrical gems Mm -hmm. like And here I sit alone behind walls of regret, Mm. falling down like promises that I never kept. Mm. And then their faith was strong, but I pushed it too far. I held that grudge till it tore me apart. Mm -hmm. I don't love the first half of the bridge, but I really love Mm -hmm. the way it ends. Like what you were talking about with that never wanted you to hate me. And it's just sung so like softly and sadly, and it's really just one of my favorite parts of the whole song. It's it's, it's so really good. good. I also love the themes this song is exploring, which I'll get into more in Gossip Gab. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. And, you know, the way Taylor's always been scared of falling from grace and losing her fame, basically from the moment she had it, I think is really interesting. Yeah. All that said, I think I need more time with this song to grow on me. Mm-hmm. It It is currently my least favorite of the Speak Now Vault tracks oh, what? as well. I know. Sorry, guys. But I think that's just because I love some of her other songs that explore like a similar theme like this, I think a little more. Mm-hmm. And I think that I like the production less than you do on yeah, this song, which yeah. is interesting. I know. It, this one's a, I think, a grower yeah. for sure. And I think it will grow on me. Mm-hmm. It's just like I'm not there yet. Yeah, I agree. Devin? <laughs> yeah. Do you relate to this song? So the only way I can relate to this song is that I was definitely put on a pedestal as a boy dancer when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Being the only boy in a class with a bunch of girls gave me quite the leg up and a little bit of special treatment. But that is about it. I don't think that I had like a kind of downfall like the whole rest of the song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was I was a kid. Yeah. So there was, it wasn't like I was, you know, um, Baruchnikov or whatever. And then all of a sudden I just 
something happened and mm-hmm. it was like tear him down he shouldn't be the best ballet dancer yeah. in the world no i was just <laughs> i was just a kid in dance class but somehow like everybody was like oh my god he's a boy like we have to have him in our classes yeah and totally it's, it's so cute and oh my goodness and not anymore no nope. <laughs> no pedestal anymore for me <laughs> <laughs> i still think you're cute <laughs> oh hey thanks gab yeah, can you relate i don't really relate to this song i don't think i've ever been put on a pedestal or enough of a pedestal to like watch anything crumble down which is lucky like lucky i think for me it's really been more of like a general subtle ups and downs like i don't think there's any like giant peaks giant valleys it's really more like just like ups and downs of normal life for me i feel like the emotions in the song are like bigger or more extreme feelings and ideas than things that have happened to me i feel like it, it a lot of it feels like public figure Mm-hmm. being torn down kind of stuff. I guess that could also be, like, in your community, maybe, in your, like, school, mm-hmm. like, that kind of thing. But, yeah, I don't think I've ever had, like, this huge fall from grace. And I feel like if I did, I'd remember. You would remember, right? for sure. Unless I've, like, repressed it, so we don't know. <laughs> Little do you know. Yeah, so I don't really, really relate. Obviously, I've had uh, good times and bad, but... Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever felt my castles crumbling. No, down. I've never felt like a castle has been crumbling around me. I also never felt, I felt Game like of I Thrones had a castle, you know? To crumble. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, now we get to the segment of. Gossip. Castles Crumbling is one of six previously unreleased vault tracks on the 2023 re-recording of Speak Now. Taylor had Haley Williams, the lead singer of the band Paramore, duet with her on the track. Haley and Taylor's friendship goes way back as they were both rising in the music industry at the same time. Mm-hmm. On the Nashville stop of the Speak Now tour in 2011, Taylor and Haley performed Paramore's song, That's What You Get Together. Mm, cool. And then years later, Haley was featured in the Bad Blood music video. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And really then cool. she, you know, opened with Paramore more for her era store yeah yeah currently and then europe they're going to be opening yeah. for them too yeah both taylor and Haley dealt with stardom at a young age since the late 2000s battling the inevitable onslaught of criticism that accompanies fame mm-hmm. they spoke about how they both related to this song's themes of losing the very fame and reputation one has painstakingly cultivated in the song we find two women who matured amidst the relentless scrutiny of the public eye look back on their early years in the spotlight these themes are also explored in the paramore song idol worship with the lyrics Oh, it's such a long and awful lonely fall down from this pedestal that you keep putting me on. Mm. What if I fall on my face? What if I make a mistake? Oh, wow. Right? It has been speculated that Castle's Crumbling references a moment in Taylor's early career when she experienced and perceived a public backlash. That was when Kanye West interrupted her acceptance speech during the 2009 MTV VMA Awards Mm -hmm. with the infamous I'm gonna let you finish moment. Mm -hmm. Taylor spoke about this experience in her Miss Americana documentary, and she said... At the time, I didn't know they were booing him doing that. I thought that they were booing me. Mm. For someone who's built their whole belief system on getting people to clap for you, the whole crowd booing is a pretty formative experience. Yeah. And I think the lyric, now they're screaming that they hate me, never wanted you to hate me, makes me think of that moment and like how Taylor perceived that Ooh, moment. Oh, yeah. You know? Because Kanye was saying that, you know, I'm gonna let you finish, but Beyonce had the best yeah. song of the year or whatever, yeah. record of the year. They were booing him doing that. And then Taylor had to kind of weirdly kind of finish her speech. Not really. It was yeah. such an uncomfortable moment. And her hearing that, like, and it being so formative for her, like, I think that that was like such a big moment. And like, it was a huge pop culture moment. Like, everyone in the 
like world, especially like the country at least, was talking about it. Like even President Obama commented mm-hmm. on that moment. So it was like on everyone's mind the next day all the media was talking about it. And I don't think Taylor was protecting herself from the media as much at that time or mm-hmm. at all maybe. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure that had, like, a huge effect on her. I think the lyric, Once I had an empire in a golden age, I was held up so high, I used to be great, references the fearless Mm. era where Taylor's career really started picking up for the first time. Mm -hmm. In the Speak Now Taylor's version liner notes, Taylor wrote about the pressure she felt following up the Fearless album, which was the most awarded country album of the time. Right. She said... I was trying to create a follow-up to the most awarded country album in history while staring directly into the face of intense criticism. At this time, critics started becoming critical of Taylor's singing voice, her personal life, and they started questioning if she really wrote her own music constantly. Right, yeah. So I think, like, the Kanye moment paired with all this scrutiny and criticism really launched the feeling of Castles Crumbling. Mm. The main symbol in this song, a castle, is a symbol of royalty and grandeur, often used by Taylor as a metaphor for her music musical empire in her career and she says and i feel like my castle's crumbling down was how she felt at the time of scrutiny and trying to follow up fearless the symbol of the castle as well as it crumbling echoes throughout taylor's discography Mm -hmm. my first thought when i heard this song was of the opening line to call it what you want Mm -hmm. my castle's crumbled overnight i brought a knife to a gunfight yes which references her fall from grace in 2016 after the kimye phone call it's very likely that Castle's Crumbling was a metaphor that Taylor held onto since writing this song in the Speak Now era and then oh, used yeah. it on that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also hearing this song and even the title, of course, made me think immediately of that Reputation song. So that could be also why I kind of associate yeah, them together. Sure. And then another place where Taylor references this idea of castles is in New Romantics. Because baby, I can build a castle out of all the bricks they threw at me. Right, And yeah. she kind of switches the metaphor up a little and she's building up a castle and a fortress around all the criticism mm-hmm. to keep it out. Like they throw this criticism, I could build an entire castle out of it yeah so those ideas kind of are throughout her discography another common metaphor that taylor uses in this song is the idea of bridges burning Mm -hmm. and she says and i watch all my bridges burn to the ground she also uses this in call what you want i know i make the same mistakes every time bridges burn i never learn Mm -hmm. and then in on your own kid there were pages turned with the bridges burned every step you lose is a step you take Mm. I think for me, like, part of maybe why this song doesn't hit me the same way is that it's similar to me to Call It What You Want. Right. Which I love. We all know I love that song. And Call It What You Want, I think, is about such a more intense fall from grace. Like, the Taylor Swift is over party was, like, completely disastrous. Yeah. And this song, Castle's Crumbling, feels almost more dramatic about what... To me, like, we're feeling she was feeling that we're intense, obviously. But we didn't pre- actually perceive her falling from grace. Like, there was a lot of criticism, right. but I don't think Taylor ever fell during this time. Right. Yeah. Obviously, her feelings are her feelings, and they're valid, and she was going through all these emotions. But, yeah, I think, like, I connect more to call it what you want because, like, I lived through that time, and it was, like, devastating. Yeah. And, like, when I was her fan during, like, Speak Now time, like, I never even, like, knew about the critics i just like had heard about mean and that she like i learned about a critic because she wrote mean about it right you know, right obviously it was affecting her strongly though yeah and i feel like call it what you want has a more uh direct and solid person that she's talking about yeah as well yeah. like the subject of of who she's talking to yeah is a lot more clear than who she's talking to here here it's more of like a more general, general theory yeah. like a more idea of like fear she has and like moments and things that affected her yeah it's more of like a nothing new kind of feeling of like yeah talking, those are super talking about, similar you know, 
the stardom thing, the fear of stardom, the fear of losing stuff. And that's been her whole career. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy because, like, you know, I feel like Taylor just, like, peaked and peaked and peaked. And, like, you look at her now, and, like, there's no one bigger than Taylor Swift right now. There just isn't. But, of course, she still has those fears. I mean, how can you not when you're so, so huge? Like, I get that. It's just so crazy that it started so early. Yeah. Like, fearless Taylor's got nothing on current Taylor. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's really, really fascinating. Because how could she know that each step would be what it was she could just got bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger and bigger i feel like it's impossible to envision it i think like to be someone of that level you have to somewhat envision it mm-hmm. and reach for it yeah but then it's like even greater than you could imagine yeah. i would say yeah yeah it's interesting i mean i like her grappling and like really thinking about all this these ideas the subject matter i guess yeah like the, the generality of castles crumbling and like i don't mean this in the wrong way it's like a little bit hyperbolic to me or like mm. dramatic mm-hmm. and it is the idea is but like her castles didn't crumble then they did in 2016 she like wasn't seen for a year yeah you know yeah so i think it's maybe that like what it's about doesn't match the tone but also who cares like it doesn't really matter right. what it's about i don't know it's just a weird thing for me i think i like connect and attach to songs in a very specific way sure yeah yeah i think that's what it is that's very interesting yeah hmm you have any other gossip gabby questions that i didn't no, Cover? that was all that was all pretty <laughs> spot on. And yeah. the fact that all of this is available for a song that just came out. <laughs> right? Pretty cool. Well, I mean, it was of the Speak Now era, so we kind of know what was going on then. So. Yeah. Well, a lot of it's available, then a lot of it comes from my brain. Of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Devin? Oh, yes. What's your favorite line in Castle's Crumbling? Okay, so here I, I like this line a lot, and I kind of want to like talk through this line because I'm I'm very interested in like what it actually is saying. Okay. So in the line, and here I sit alone behind walls of regret, falling down like promises that I never kept. Mm-hmm. And so she has these walls of regret that is that the actual castle is built of regret? I don't know. So she's behind these walls of regret. They're now falling down. The castle's crumbling. Right? Yeah, yeah. And they're falling down like promises that I never kept, which is another negative, though, because yeah. I, I, it's very interesting. I sit here alone and that that all of these walls that I've built up are regretful and I'm and I'm sitting here and so shouldn't this be a triumphant song that the, mm. those walls would then be crumbling down around yeah. her if they're interesting. regretful yeah. walls? walls of regret that's interesting or is she regretful because they're crumbling yeah or, or is she regretting that she cares that they're crumbling yeah or are all of the actions that she took to build this castle regretful? Does she regret making some of the decisions along the way? That's interesting. Does she regret any of her journey? I wonder, like, how many lyrics were changed in mm-hmm. hindsight. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like Behind Walls of Regret kind of feels like, oh, I signed a contract at age 14. And, right. Like, there's some things that I wish I'd done differently. Yeah. Like, is, yeah, is, that, is that the castle? Is, like, the the construct of her albums and of who she is as a performer and is there actually stuff that she would have done differently yeah that then like now that it's all falling down around me am i able to build it up differently and well but then and i that's feel like interesting it could be she did build it up differently right. like at least after 2016 because then i would feel like this would be a triumphant song of the fact that like these walls are crumbling down and my castles are crumbling yeah. and i have the ability to change and, and do something different. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the same idea with that lyric, power went to my head. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really get or connect to yeah. that. Yeah, so is is Because, like, the fame went to her head. So it's I guess it's grappling with 
what fame does to you as mm-hmm. well. Like yeah. maybe that, I mean, we don't really know a lot of those inner feelings, but that feeling of what fame does and maybe liking it too much, and, yeah. pay, maybe like playing into some of the media stuff that then gets out of control. There could be stuff like that. Maybe. Yeah. And then also thinking that, yeah, these walls of regret falling down like promises that I never kept. The regret is that, that she never kept those promises. That's interesting. Too. Yeah. And so if you, yeah, if you think of the castle as her fame, mm. like that, that's what it is. All of these, when the fame disappears and, and falls mm-hmm. apart, there's everything that comes with it, too, of all of the decisions you made yeah. to get that fame yeah. or yeah. because of that fame yeah. or whatever. Do, you know, does she regret not being able to be a normal human being? That's like, interesting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's a lot of, like, layers that I don't think I've figured out yet. Yeah. Song. I feel like this is a much deeper, deeper, like, you can get deep with this yeah. song for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I just found that really, really interesting. It's a I, that's why I really, really like the line. Gab, what is your favorite line? I like this one. I think I especially like how it's sung. Crowds would hang on my words, and they trusted mm-hmm. me, and they trusted me. It's yeah, so, good. so good. Yeah, and it just like makes you immediately like picture her performing live, and like crowds singing along, hanging on her words. You know. And, like, trusting someone implicitly. And then, like, when they make a mistake, like, defending that. Like, you know, you think about, like, some Swifties go really hardcore on the internet and in a way where they're defending Taylor, but they're tearing down someone else. Like, that's yeah. not actually something that right. Taylor wants. Right. So I wonder if that's kind of the, they'd hang on my words, they trusted me. Maybe not always for the better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Their faith was strong and I pushed it aside. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot more to unpack in this song. Yeah, because we, we, we haven't had it for too long. No, it's been really short. Yeah. Just a couple of weeks. It's a fantastic... I mean, there's some great lyrics in this. And, yeah. And it definitely delves into a lot of pain for mm-hmm. her. And I, and I think for Haley, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that they both have very similar feelings of being so young in the mm-hmm. spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. Devin, mm-hmm. from 1 to 10, Crumbling Castles. Hey, you know, it's a great... Had to go for it. It's, <laughs> it's going to make a, a good great doodle. Image. Yeah. <laughs> what do you give this song? I don't know. Mm. I don't know, because I have to go with, like, a current feeling. Yeah. I feel like it's going to grow, of like, to something more. But yeah. I think I'm going to go with a seven for okay. right now. Okay. Seven crumbling castles. Okay. I'll give this song. And for most of those castles are the production. Yeah. It is a joy to listen to. There's so much happening in the production. Mm. It's another one of the gems of Jack Antonoff. <laughs> and Taylor and Haley's yeah. vocals on, on this track are amazing they're really strong amazing and they sound so fantastic together so yeah i give it seven crumbling castles gab how many crumbling castles (laughs) do you give i give this song six crumbling castles i think it will grow on me as well it's just i'm getting like a little stuck with it i think i'm not understanding all the parts of it i think i need to have more time with it listen to it more delve into it more i really liked getting to see her perform it live though this past weekend that was yeah it was so good Oh, Santa Clara was so freaking lucky. It's so good. I All can't the girls not. you loved before on the second night. Yeah. So fun. I just can't wait for LA. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be insane. I'm sure a lot's going to happen. And will she finally play in The Way I Loved You? <laughs> You're just dying for The Way I Loved You. What about The Outside? Oh, Those are and ones The ones we keep guessing yeah. in Mary's song. And Superman now. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Listen along with us. Check us out on Instagram at Tata Z Podcast and give us all your thoughts. What are your takes on some of the different lyrics we discuss? What mm-hmm. do you think? 
Taylor is singing about experiencing feeling with this song. Have you ever felt something like this before? Yeah, sure. Were you All at the concert when she yeah, played this as a surprise Yeah, did you see this at Santa Clara? Ugh. Ooh, so cool. And remember, you can find exclusive bonus content on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Yes, and thank you as always to our patrons. You are the absolute best. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, next episode, we're going to be covering Starlight from Red Taylor's version. Very exciting. Love Starlight. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tay to Z. Thanks for listening. See you next time.